You may notice skipping and popping in this edition of Free Talk Live. Please accept my apologies in advance, and thank you for your patience as we iron out these problems. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, illegal taxis. But first, we go to Jarvis in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Jarvis. Hey, guys. Um... I'm calling in because I want to take uh, <clears throat> take Ian to task a little bit on his characterization of Murray Rothbard. Okay. Uh, a couple of times lately, uh, people have called in recommending various books by him, and Ian, you kind of dismiss him as being an intellectual that you know you have trouble reading intellectuals because you went to government school and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know and, anything uh, about Murray Rothbard. I've never read any of his stuff, so I can't really comment I exactly know, I on it. Unfair. Well, um, no, I just I kind mean, of disparage you're, academics you're in general. Books. Well, he he disparages reading, is what he disparages. No, I like to read. I've got books. <laughs> no, like, and, and just, fact, you know, the example, owning of books doesn't right, mean you like to read. Times you said, well, I can't read intellectual. You should read someone like Mary Ruart. And I love Mary Ruart, but she's much more intellectual than Murray Rothbard. So oh, really? I really think okay. you're doing your listeners a disservice by, by putting him Well, there. there you go. You've uh, Murray Rothbard has Jarvis's recommendation. Absolutely. Ethics of Liberty, Man, Economy, and State are both very, very readable and excellent books. I don't necessarily think that you necessarily need to read them. I think you'll agree with everything he says. And, you know, I think you should yeah. read people you disagree with and you'll learn something. And so I don't think you're going to learn much from Murray Rothbard, but a lot of your listeners would. And I think you should, uh, you know, give them that chance. There you go. I'm re- reading uh, Henry Hazlitt's uh, Economics in One Lesson right now. Have you That's read this? Another excellent one. I really like his work as well. Yeah, I think that it, it really book. boils it down uh, because everything is about – so many things are about economics. I can't guess you can't say everything, but so many things are about economics, and it, it explains life, and people simply don't understand it. It's true. I, I found that one a little bit dated nowadays. Um, he read it back when uh, Keynesian economics was much more popular and kind of everyone believed in it. But everybody but does believe in it. It's kind of anti-Keynes. But yeah, like you said, it's still relevant today. Are you are you telling me that you think that economics today is not uh, Keynesian? Well, it's not phrased in those terms. You're, you're right. I mean, the, you know, a lot of people do use kind of the Keynesian thoughts, but the way you know, Henry Hazlitt kind of frames it, it. I don't know. I, I find it a little bit dated, but no, it's still... It's still I, I see what you're saying, but uh, just because they don't use terms like uh, proletariat and bourgeoisie doesn't mean that the socialists haven't taken over our government um, either. I so, I mean, you know, Marxian and Keynesian economics are, are, are what we teach, uh, what, what Americans teach our kids are getting taught at school. That's true. Absolutely. Jarvis, any other thoughts tonight? Uh, no, that was it tonight. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. There are so many sources out there for uh, for liberty-oriented reading material. It, it can almost be hard to choose, whereas 30 or 40 years ago, you'd be lucky if you knew which books to go and read to find out about liberty. So it's a good problem to have. There's a lot out there. 800-259-9231. Nick, do you have any favorite uh, liberty books? Um... Not off the top of my head, I can't pick a favorite. I would not recommend uh, Road to Serfdom by Hayek. I personally didn't like it. I thought it was kind of dry and academic. Uh, Ron Paul's new book is a pretty good introduction. He doesn't really, it doesn't really cover 
the whole philosophy of liberty, but it addresses a lot of the very important issues that he was hitting in the campaign. So if you know someone who's new to liberty, I read that um, in one day, and I loved it. I thought it was wow, a really cool. good book. Uh, some books on liberty can be a little bit dry, depending on if you don't like the intellectual stuff. And I thought that book was very down-to-earth and explained it in terms that got it across emotionally, not just on an intellectual level. So I'd recommend that new one, which is it's called Revolu- uh, The Revolution of Manifesto. Very good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, really. Yeah, and by buying the book, you're helping keep it. At the, I believe it was number one at one point on the bestseller list. So the more people are getting that book, the better it's going to do, and the more people are going to be exposed to it and read it. So it's almost like activism to buy a copy and, and read it for yourself. Pretty easy activism, too, sure, yeah. What, um, and supposedly he's, there's uh, at least the, the Ron Paul folks are hoping that there's going to be something big happen at the convention. I don't know what it's going to be or, or how it's going to happen or anything like that, but can't hurt to keep his name in the news up till then. I, you know, at first, I, when I first heard about it, I, I kind of felt dirty, you know, that he might be enterprising on his whole, uh, you know, book thing. But since then, I don't care. So what? You know. What's or, wrong with making a buck? Is, I, don't, I don't mind that he's making a dollar. I'm just not that interested in buying it for myself. Oh, if, me neither. I've read if, plenty of libertarian books. So, and, you know, I gave the campaign hundreds of dollars. I'm pretty much done with my Same contributions here. at this point. 800-259-9231. Unless all of a sudden they start doing something phenomenal again, then I could get excited and send them some more money. But until then, we go to Miami Gardens, which is in Florida. A man who said he thought he was just helping a woman in need is now accused of running an illegal taxi service. Yes, Miami-Dade County's Consumer Services Department has slapped Roscoe O'Neill with $2,000 worth of fines. But Mr. O'Neill claims he's falsely accused. O'Neill says, I ain't running nothing illegal. The 78-year-old said he was walking into a Winn-Dixie to get some groceries when he was approached by a woman who said she needed a ride. She asked me, do I do a service, O'Neill said. I told her no. She said, I need help getting home. O'Neill told the woman that if she was still there when he finished his shopping, he'd give her a ride. She was, so he did. As it turned out, the woman was an undercover employee with the Consumer Services Department targeting people providing illegal taxi services. They're doing criminals like this 78-year-old man. They're doing jitney cab uh, stings in Miami Gardens. Crazy. These people have nothing to do. She said the reason she targeted him is because she saw him sitting in his car for a few minutes, according to O'Neill's attorney. After O'Neill dropped off the woman, police surrounded him, issued him two citations, and impounded his minivan. Impounded his minivan. Now, you know that's not cheap to get back, right? On top of the fees, it cost O'Neill an additional $400 to retrieve his minivan from the impound lot. God. There are no prior complaints that O'Neill was providing illegal transportation for a fee, Spokes bureaucrat for the Consumer Services Department. He'll never get that 400 bucks back, even if he gets no. these tickets dropped, and, nope. and he'll never get that $400 back. Yeah, I just love the, the name of the bureaucracy here, Consumer Services Department. Oh, I see. You're serving the consumer by taking competition off of the taking nice. First of all, he's not an illegal taxi. He's a nice old man who gave a ride to some chick right. that seemed like she needed some help. So even if he was a taxi, an underground taxi, a, a, a jitney cab, some disgusting bureaucrat stoolie is what she is. Yeah, but even if he was a taxi, an underground taxi, the, you're not serving the consumers by taking them off the streets. You're not serving consumers by regulating them. 
serving the consumers would be allowing the free marketplace to operate and allowing anybody who wanted to give anybody else a ride to give somebody a ride for money or no money or for trade or for whatever services they wanted to provide or be provided. That would be consumer service. You know, if they were going to run this sting and they wanted to put somebody out there and, and if somebody came up to them and said, hey, lady, you need a ride? I'm, I run a, uh, I run a uh, black market cab operation. Then perhaps I could see this. But other than this, this is entrapment. It's, it, this is absolutely entrapment. O'Neill claims he was just being kind and providing a ride to a lady in need. According to the bureaucrat, she says, There's all kinds of possibilities, but the fact of this particular case, what our enforcement officers witnessed, because we had several on the scene, plus a Miami-Dade police officer, and all the information came back the same, that this was a business transaction. O'Neill said he never even discussed money until the woman insisted upon it. She asked me, How much you charging? O'Neill said, and I said, Anything you give me. She said, No, I need a price. And so they got him. Illegal taxis. It's it's crazy. I mean, it really, it's madness. The idea that anybody could sit out there and listen to this story and say, "Yeah, you show that guy how da- how dare he give that woman a ride without asking the government if he could first? How how dare he give a a, a woman who needs a ride home a ride home without going to some government bureaucracy and begging for a license?" Sending them hundreds of his hard-earned dollars, so because I don't know, I mean, I don't imagine, I don't know what a a taxi license costs in Miami Gardens. I know in New York City, a taxi medallion is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So how dare he sidestep all of this reg? This regulation's here meant to protect and you know consumers. This, this is true for everybody who's ever taken gas money from someone. Yeah, you violated this law, and you know, in most cases, you don't. It, it's not going to come up that you're going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. But it happened to Roscoe, and it could happen to you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. First, they came for the jitney cabs. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them for free. Right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Once again, freetalklive.com, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Plus, you can listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize around the fire. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Dot com. Before we go on here, one just a few more thoughts on this illegal cab sting story out of Miami Gardens where a 78-year-old man who went to the grocery store was approached by a woman, said she needed a ride home. He decided to go ahead and give it to her. She demanded to know what it would cost once she got home. And he said, anything you give me. She said she needed a price. I guess he named one at that point. And then, okay, give me five bucks. Yeah, as he started to pull away, the police surrounded him. They 
gave him two summonses, apparently, or citations, rather, and impounded his minivan on the spot. 78-year-old man helped the lady get home. That's all he thought he was doing. And they claim it was an illegal taxi service. And I, I asked sort of rhetorically, you know, is there anyone out there within the sound of our voices tonight who actually agrees with this action, besides the bureaucrats and besides the taxi companies? Because you, it just doesn't seem like anyone could. Well, the taxi companies and the bureaucrats, I mean, they the bureaucrats make money off of enforcing these laws. And the taxi companies make money because they've paid their dues, right? The taxi companies have jumped through the licensing hoops. They've paid however many thousands of dollars it costs to be a taxi driver in Miami Gardens. And so they would be the only ones who'd really care about this, right? The idea that there would be a 78-year-old man. Let's say he gave a ride to a dozen people a week, that he really was an underground taxi service. Well, they don't want they don't want unlicensed competition around because it's bad for the consumers, right? Well, the idea is is that um, what happens you you're, you don't know what's gonna what you're gonna be dealing with. You call a cab and uh, they want to set the prices for cabs so that it's fair to consumers, right? Mm. That's the idea. That competition won't drive down the price of taxis, but in fact, will they'll all collude, and so therefore, no, they'll trick you. Um, so you get the you get to the taxi and you're a white guy in a business suit. They say, hmm, looks like a mark. It's uh, it's five dollars to get in to, to flip the meter, and uh, then it's uh, five bucks for every quarter mile after that. And the guy says, wow, okay. that's kind of steep. Okay. And no, he said yes. Rather than having, um, you know, rather than people asking ahead of time, what's it cost for uh, when I call the taxi? What's it cost for the taxi? Well, um, then they tell you the rate or whatever. This is the this is to to spare people who might get say picked up at the airport. Uh, you know, they just say they just hail a cab at the uh, at the airport, and most airports have queues, and they have a person there that takes care of the taxis. You know, like a, mm-hmm. a, a I don't know, a maitre d. Let's call them. You can ask that person so that that way that it would have to actually be collusion between the taxi cab driver and the maitre d who likely work for the same company or um, the maitre d could get a tip or that kind of thing so it could happen i'm just saying that uh, at that point it gets a little more difficult it, the idea is to protect those people yeah well that's no, nonsense no that's not the idea right. the idea is to protect the cab companies and protect them from competition exactly because that's they the get public relations right that's that's the the line they feed you but i don't think even many of the bureau maybe some of the bureaucrats they appoint but the policymakers at the city level i think they know pretty well that they might think there are some benefits to it but largely i think they know that they're just creating a fixed market for the cab companies and, and they probably have friends who a revenue stream for themselves right they, they get um, medallions right you know i the yep, problem exactly is, is what, what is. you're dealing with with taxi cab drivers. I'm sorry, is you're not dealing with the the highest, most ethical people on. on you the used planet. to be a cabbie. I did. <laughs> and I worked with these people, and I know the conditions. And yeah, I've known a few cabbies. It's, it, it, so therefore, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with the uh, you, you, the people are trying to be protected against this. I, do I think that it makes sense in most towns? Absolutely not. In most towns, in, in pretty much any town USA, you don't hail a cab. You call, you call a cab. Them. Yeah. If you don't have the common sense while you're standing at the phone to call two taxi cab uh, companies and ask, what are your rates? Right. Then you deserve whatever screwing you get. That's how the marketplace works, man. If you are, if you do not caveat emptor, buyer beware, if you don't pay attention, if you're not a good consumer, you're going to get jacked. 
But since they do it in New York City, they can get away with it anywhere. Mm. Do you understand? Because New York City sets the precedent, when you think of taxi cab companies, when you think of taxis, you think of on uh, TV watching somebody hail a cab in downtown Manhattan, right? That's what comes to people's mind. They don't think of how it's done everywhere else, which is picking up the phone and saying, hey, I need a ride. So 800-259-9231, I agree completely with Nick that uh, taxicab regulation is nothing more than a protection racket for the existing taxicab companies, just as plumbing regulation and licensing is a protection racket for plumbers, uh, the, the haircut licensing is a protection racket for hairdressers, and so on and so forth. Right. That's and all it is. The city or state or whoever's making the regulations benefits from the licensing fees. So sure. everybody's happy except for the little guy who wants to get in and can't afford those fees. The big companies that are in in the market already, they're protected from competition, so their profit margins are way up. And they don't mind paying all the licensing fees because they've, they're guaranteed a steady income stream. They're insulated. Why in the world wouldn't you want to play, uh, pay licensing fees if you can keep your competition, keep competition That's what it's all about. out? And who wants that? Yep. Well, the consumer wants it. That's how it works. That's why this stuff... And, and, and this, in the story from Miami Gardens, is the inevitable result. This is the, the ugly underside of licensing that most people don't see. When they look in the, the phone book and they see the license... You know, you're looking at plumbers. It says license number. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that way, well, the plat plumber knows what he's doing. He's been licensed. And that's kind of the, the mentality that people have with, when it comes to licenses. And that's an okay mentality. If it were certifications, that would make sense. It would mean this person has passed a certain test. They've gone above and beyond the call of duty. They've been certified with this particular stamp of approval. But the problem with licensing, the difference between licensing and certification is certification is completely voluntary in that if you choose to not be certified, if you choose to not go to the taxi cab, or, uh, taxi cab certification company and get their seal of approval in a free market environment, you can still drive people around. That's your business and your choice and their choice for getting into your cab if they, they haven't seen any logos or Better Business Bureau or whatever it is that you're registered with to show that you're more legitimate than the other guy. In a voluntary society, you can choose, you can make those choices without having to worry about some undercover cop coming up to you while you're in your car asking for a ride and then getting your car stolen from you and being uh, cited for various different crimes. That's all it is, is there's, you know, (laughs) protectionism and stealing cars. If you want to protect consumers from unscrupulous business people, then what you should be doing is an education campaign. You shouldn't be out there threatening people for doing business in in a different way than you would have them do business. You should get out there and buy some advertising, appear on some radio or TV shows, and talk about the issue of cabbies ripping people off. Use the Mark Edge Cab Company. All of our rates are posted right on our windows. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. Jim in Ohio coming up. Your calls as well. Plus, the largest immigration raid in one state's history. On the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include 
the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have taken their validated photo, sent it to us to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can uh, help protect, protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. We continue here with your phone calls. Go to Jim in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Jim. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting subject. I was wondering if, um, like during the winter, somebody got stuck in the snow and uh, yeah, got this four-wheel drive and you pull them out and you charge them 10 bucks to do so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be an illegal hauling service or whatever. I'm illegal sure that the uh, tow trucker. trucks have their own uh, have their own little protection scam going on too. Yep. You know that that will, <laughs> that could that could happen too. Any other uh, thoughts? Got Jim? another subject. Okay. Uh, did you shoot down a caller the other day on chemtrails? Yes. Yeah. Was I was not in a good mood. Not really interested in debating the issue uh, at this point. What do you have to say about it? Well, they are real. And because you said so, right? Ohio. And starting about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you could see them coming. Okay, so are they poisoning you, are they modifying the weather, or are they uh, controlling your mind? Which of the three? Ooh, well, it could be all of the above. Hmm. I'm going to say at the minimum, controlling the weather. Controlling Might the I weather, urge huh? people to look at the Weather Channel for the past three hours, satellite over Ohio, from Toledo to Parkersburg. That is a clear shot of weather modification. So what are you going to do about it? Be an activist. What's that mean? Well, that means informing other people. Uh-huh. And, uh... With what goal? Meet to get it stopped. How's that going to happen exactly? Uh, I'm not really sure myself. Mm, you got to have a plan if you, uh, you know, if you actually, if you want to reach your goal, you probably should put some ideas together as far as... Okay. You know, it's I a nice goal. If, if what idea. you say is true, you I know... I have it, an idea. What's that? Um... Anybody who uh, ever looks at the sky and sees a plane go by that leaves a trail and it spreads out could be a witness in a class action lawsuit. Okay. Right? So you're going to do what exactly? You're going to sue the federal government and pay, If presuming you win, you'll then fleece the taxpayers, which is you, so you'll fleece yourself to pay yourself for the things that they did to you, allegedly. Well, Seems a little circular. Well, I also gets it to stop, actually. I, I see. Okay, so you're not looking for damages. You just want them to stop. Okay, Pretty but much. how are you going to know they've stopped? Observation. So, well, you claim that because just you're... As I observe, just as I observe it. Right, happening. but you don't actually have any evidence of anything. You, oh, you just do. see stuff in the sky, and you believe something about what you see. So you don't really uh, actually have any proof of anything. I do, really. You do? I what do. kind of proof? I got photos of a... Photos? I do. I have a photos of a uh, the same plane making two 360-degree turns, and each of those turns, he left a 180-degree arc. They do that. That's what planes do. They do fly holding <laughs> right. patterns, and they... They do vent exhaust at different times. Yeah. Right. So then what happened? Did right. it rain? Did it snow? Did it hail? What what happened after he did that little loop-de-loop? It spread out. Yeah. But what happened to the weather? You said they're changing the weather. 
at the minimum. What's the, what is the purpose of the first of all you didn't answer my question what happened to the weather secondly what is the purpose of changing the weather I'm not really sure why is this so I mean if if all they're doing is just making it rain versus making the sunshine then why is this so diabolical and why should it be stopped who cares I mean well, it's, if, if that's all they're the doing sun, what if you block out the sun then don't you then reduce global warming which is a fraud in itself. Okay, I I guess. Um, you th- think that's what they're trying to do? Scientifically speaking, I really don't even see how you propose that putting chemicals into the air causes it to rain. I mean, you can see right. clouds, but you can't just put, you, you can't make rain magically appear. Right. There's a lot of water that what, requires. What does, what does salt do? It can sodium. Sa- it can salt clouds. Do? If there are clouds there, it can force water out of them. But generally what yeah. I've heard from chemtrail people is that there are chemtrails so and then to clouds make it appear. Rain. What if you make it not rain? Then it doesn't soak rain. It up and carry it on. Well, I don't really see what the end game is in making it not rain in a particular city yeah. on a particular day. Well, it, what if there's a big drought in an area? Then, then there's, there's no a drought. Are you claiming that all weather, weather patterns are controlled by the government or whoever sprays these chemtrails? <laughs> because even if you're yeah, claiming that chemtrails are there, there's weather that happens. Weather has happened for a long time, so it happens without right. the chemtrails, even if you're supposing that the chemtrails... I don't think Delta's it. doing it, so I think we could probably all agree that uh, it's got to be the government. Well, it's I, I flew in the last week, and I didn't see anything on Continental that made me think that they were spraying chemicals. So, so, so where are we now? So <laughs> you believe, no, no, so you believe <laughs> based on your simple observations, that they are attempting to change the weather with some sort of chemicals. And as you say, Nick, this belief is not unusual. Clouds are uh, well, mostly, you know, clouds are water, and so they're probably not dumping water out of those. Airplanes, well, where's all the right? water for the clouds come? I can understand right. you can you can seed clouds. I mean, that's possible, but you but, have to have clouds to seed. Right, and I mean contrails, which are the exhaust from the planes, do spread out. Because there are winds at those high altitudes, and yeah. the, you know the, the exhaust spreads out. So when you when you see that happen, that's what happens with regular exhaust from an so, aircraft. Engine. So let me see it if does. I've got this straight, Jim. Yes, You're, it does. Let me see if I've got this straight. You're going to go and file a lawsuit against I'm not, the, against. I'm making a suggestion that somebody who has the ability to do this. Anyone can file a lawsuit, Jim. You can go and file a lawsuit against the federal government for trying to change the weather, right? So who's the victim there, exactly? Who's the victim? Yeah. Uh, the people who are trying to grow crops when it doesn't rain. But, but you're you... saying they're, st- they're, not, they're preventing rain? I thought you said they were trying to cover up the, uh, the sky with clouds. You have to have a, a straight story, first of all. If you're going to go into court, you, you at least need to have a straight claim and not contradict yourself when you're up on the stand. So you well, should make if, up your if mind. The, if the mixture that comes out spreads out and soaks up the rain, soaks up the don't rain. Have rain. So you're saying that you're going to stop. You're saying that rain clouds are in the sky. They then seed the clouds and then make the water disappear with a chemical. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it gets carried on. What gets carried on? The rain clouds. The the moisture in the in the clouds. Do you really believe this crap, Jim? Really, I oh, want to know, for, are you pulling our chain on this one? No, I'm not. Don't you just have something better to do with your time? Maybe you have some video I, games to play, maybe some TV do to that. watch, a few beers to drink, sit out, maybe just... I don't do that. Don't, what do you do for fun besides look up at the sky and get paranoid, Jim? Well, I do mow a lot. 
You mow, you mow lawns? Look at the sky probably a lot more than a person sitting in a radio station. Yeah, you should oh. probably get, you know, maybe an inside job or something like go flip some burgers. I'm not work I, at I'm convinced that the the government would try to uh to modify the weather. Whether they would be successful or not, I I'm, I'm really skeptical because they screw up everything well, who's they do. Who's to say that it would Are be harmful? Are you skeptical that our government wouldn't do that or that any nation of this world has already done it? I'm I'm reasonably sure that our government has tried to, to change the weather, and they may very well have a program where they fly planes in the sky and try to change the weather. Um, Absolutely. I don't think that there is any country uh, besides the United States flying over our uh, airspace uh, changing the weather. Uh, to so me, you're a believer no, in this, Mark? No, 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 I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying that they – do you think the government would try to change the weather, Ian? I think there are some people that might try to do that. I think okay. it's unfeasible to do it on a large scale. I, I don't. Maybe they're uh, conducting experiments into the weather. They very well may I, be doing I don't doing think there's much experiment. one can do about it. Uh, if they're trying to make it rain, they make it rain, or they don't, or they they yeah. succeed or fail. If they're trying to make it not rain, then they succeed or fail. I don't think that they're poisoning us, at least not intentionally. Perhaps the stuff they're using to change the weather might be poison. Do you I certainly don't that like they the idea. Inform us if they do so. What's that? Do they, they inform you of anything? I so? think they. I think that everybody who works for the federal government, from the president on down to the lowest uh, male person, should pound salt in their butt. Yeah, I think you should just not pay them. How about that? Are you doing that, Jim? Oh, okay. pay me actually. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with and Nick and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we invite you uh, to go and shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. And order all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. All that is at store.freetalklive.com. As we continue, your calls, Gene in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Gene, the Christian anarchist. Hello. Well, I want to say congratulations to all the cult members of the uh, of the Church of Belief in the United States government. What do you mean? For, uh, well, the way they are persecuting uh, people who want to make a living driving uh, uh, driving people around. Oh, referring exactly. to the story earlier with a 78-year-old man arrested, or excuse me, wasn't arrested, but he did have his minivan stolen from him and was cited twice uh, for giving a, uh, giving a young lady a ride home. I want to, uh, I want to congratulate them because they have uh, stooped to the exact same tactics used by the cult members that believe in the Church of... Uh, the government of the People's Republic of China, because those cult members do the exact same thing. They uh, they find the drivers because whenever we're in China, we always use uh, black market taxi cab drivers. <laughs> nice uh, guy. Guy has become a very close friend of our family, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just a fr- he's just a family man. He's trying to feed his family and take care of them, and he's not a burden to anyone. He drives people around and collects some money. Big deal. They do the exact same thing over there. They find the heck out of you if, if they catch you, and they steal your vehicle. So, oh. Congratulations, you cult members. You're just like all the other cult members. Just a gang. And That's all I they are. It's just a big gang. I don't, I don't blame the government. I don't point the finger at government because there is no government. There's only cult members, and it's the cult members who are doing this. It's not the government. 
So the cult members are people that believe in the idea of government, basically. That's right. All you cult members, just pat yourself on the back and and, uh, worship your cult and uh, just realize that that's what you are. Please, don't try and say that somebody else is doing it. The cult of the omnipotent state, the cult of government. That's right. Very good, Gene. uh, just wanted to congratulate you. Oh, and the other day when I was talking to you about candies, I told you about those ice cubes that were so delicious. Yeah, the uh, chocolate candies. Out, right. It turns out they're from Germany, and I had to go online and order them after that. So I just <laughs> got them today in the mail, and they are delicious. They're as good as you remembered so, them. Excellent, Gene. Thanks oh, for the call absolutely. tonight, dude. Appreciate it as always. 800-259-9231. Speaking of Europe, we go to Christopher calling from France. You're on Free Talk Live. Christopher. Yes, uh, hello guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm calling in because uh, I heard the last caller, not the last caller, the previous caller, who was talking about chemtrails, and yes, you guys sir. slammed him down, you slammed him down like you were pro-wrestlers. Well, and we I, spent I an entire segment that. with the guy. I mean, it's not like we uh, tore him up and threw away his call. Right, he we didn't say, to... you're a crackpot, go the he- get the hell off our phones. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you listening to him, but I, I really think you guys are... Are, are out to lunch. I mean, what do, you, what do you mean? Well, I just think you you just are slamming people for stuff that's been scientifically researched heavily, and you know, Has it? I feel sorry. I feel sorry for you because you know, I feel sorry for anybody who denies truthful scientific research. So I'm just calling you to tell you I'm very sorry for you, mm-hmm. and I'm very sorry for all the callers. Who call in and get slammed? Like well, I'm that sorry for people like you who uh, get. So, so you know, I'm, you so, I'm sorry thank, for people thank, like you, you who call in to radio shows because you have nothing better to do with your time. Because all you do is you sit around and you look at this conspiracy garbage on the internet with all of your free time sitting in your mother's basement or whatever. You sit there and you uh, surf through these websites that you believe are scientific. First of all, I have done a little bit of research into this, and it's nonsense. The websites that support and proclaim the chemtrail conspiracy are a bunch of crackpot, rambling, nutjob websites. There's not a damn one out there that has anything to do with science or uh, has any sort of respect in any scientific community of any sort. Oh, you're probably going to tell me that it's the, the evil NWO conspiracy that's keeping them out of the scientific communities or whatever tale you're going to spin. But... I feel sorry for people that are obsessed with uh, conspiracy theory like that to where it, 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 it overwhelms them that to the point where they're so afraid, so frightened of this omnipotent state, this government that they believe is so powerful and so evil, you become so frightened by it that all you can do is look up at the sky and tremble in fear whenever you see a plane uh, you know, fly over your head and leave a, a trail behind it, uh, a contrail, which is what all planes, depending on atmospheric conditions, are pretty much able to create. So the idea that you see that happen and you get paranoid about being poisoned or the weather being changed and you feel like you have to call up the radio shows of America to to spread the word about this so you can fight the cause and as our last or the the call the guy two calls ago said he didn't really know what he was going to do about it and then when pressed he decided he'd sue the government in order to get them to stop spraying this stuff which Good luck to you on that one, Well, pal. and the government openly admits many forms of pollution it creates. The Department of Defense creates a lot of pollution, That's and they've point. poisoned plenty of American citizens, and they admit it openly. So right. I think that it's basically chemtrails, I think, are a crackpot theory, and there isn't science behind them. But even if I did believe in them, it wouldn't be where I would focus, because there is no way you can prove it. There's no way, even if you could prove it was happening, that it was necessarily causing harm. And there's plenty of stuff the government does with chemicals 
I mean, keep it specific to what the government does poisoning you. That's open. It's not even a secret. It's an open fact that they, you know, they test chemical weapons. They do all kinds of things that create pollution. And they're not held accountable as a private industry. They never be. have been. But you don't hear these conspiracy callers focusing on something that they could actually change. They're focusing on chemtrails, which probably don't exist. I'm pretty sure they don't exist. And I'm not saying that people have poor motivations when they look into this stuff. But I almost feel that many people, and not everybody, many people who look into these conspiracy theories are doing it because somewhere in there, they know they're never going to have to do anything to actually confront it. It's just a theory they can have and they can believe that the government's evil, but it's not like they actually have to do any activism. It's something they'll never confront because it doesn't exist. Right. Well, and, and even if it was true, what could you do about it? Well, first of all, if you believe it's for weather modification, then I don't think your lawsuit's going to be too successful because you're not going to show that they've harmed anybody. And as you say, the government never punishes itself anyway. If it's for poisoning people, which is what some of the other people claim, it depends. You know, the chemtrail belief system varies depending on who you're talking to. Some believe they're being poisoned. Okay, well, you could walk around with a gas mask on, I suppose, or never leave mom's basement, and maybe, you know, you'd be okay then. Uh, but otherwise, you pretty much have to run life as normal. You have to go to work, and you have to go and you do things. You could kill yourself, and then, you know, your problems would I be wonder, solved. Like, the, what's the difference between chemtrails and contrails? Observation allegedly dropping chemicals. The other is the natural uh, byproduct of right. But through. observationally, what's the difference? What uh, can you see? Th- they say that they you know they spread out. They cause a haze in the upper atmosphere, which to some extent happens with a regular. Contrail. Well, that's where science has been has uh, looked, and and the fact is that they are consistent with chem- with contrails. The, all all of it's the same. Right. Well, they'll tell you differently. They'll tell you you're looking at the wrong studies. No, that's – yeah, they're looking at exhaust from aircraft, and they and, believe and, well, that because point, exhaust spreads out in the jet stream, which is blowing at a very high – the winds in the upper atmosphere where jets are flying are very high, and it's very cold. Things yeah. are going to spread out. It's water vapor and exhaust fumes. It spreads out. It creates a haze. I mean, it's just – it's nonsense. It's, they're you know looking you are? At you're just thing. a gatekeeper for the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what incentive I have to protect their weather modification. Well, they believe the, the, the conspiracy crowd, if they hear you talking out against their uh, well, their belief system, they will automatically ascribe to you being paid off uh, by the mass media conspiracy. Or they call you crazy, like that last caller. And they say that you know, you're know you delusional because you don't believe... The, I'm ignoring all the science, right? Well, you don't believe... The but it's 12, not all the science. It's their science. There's their other tr- science going the other direction. There I mean, is, they don't have right science. Right here, Discovery <laughs> yeah, Channel... they don't have science. The Discovery Channel program's best evidence tested commercial jet fuel during an episode entitled uh, Chemical Contrails in 2007 found no significant traces of aluminum or sulfur. Well, that's, uh, that's owned by the NWO, Mark. It's owned by the mass media conspiracy... Uh, the the, the uh, Time Warners of America, the Ted Turners, they 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 they're suppressing it, the evidence. It's that's well, not it's, science. It's only science when you go to crackpot.com and you <laughs> scroll down a a 25 page long rambling just ec- ec- essay about just nonsense. That's science because that's the only. If you go go ahead, go out and look at all the chemtrail sites and find one that's just not some nut job rambling on the internet. With, yeah, I mean, with his revealing photos. Well, and you can't really confront that kind of reasoning with logic most of the time because even if – I mean, it's pretty obvious that, yes, there's a few crackpot websites that say this, and there's the rest of the scientific establishment that says they're just contrails from aircraft. 
and they don't want to believe it, and they won't believe it. I mean, it's right, and that's, it's just that's craziness. It. It's it, one way or the other. You're choosing your side, and I just I, I'm not going to claim to know one way or the other. I think that the the government would likely want to control the weather. I choose the side of not giving a damn about it because there's nothing I can do. I can only live my life as best as possible. I'm there and help bring other people to understand liberty and live as free as they possibly can as well. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The cynic says. I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching an hour number two of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls. Al is on the line in California. Al, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, sir. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Just yes, super. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, yeah, I'm interested in this uh, chemtrail thing. We, we, we've been talking about this afternoon, this evening. I wish we'd um, talk about something else, but people keep calling about it. That's what the show's about. Go ahead. What do you have to say? There's probably a really good reason, too. Um, you know, um, people are dupes a lot of and folks, like, for easily example, fooled. For example, in, in my, pardon me? Uh, go ahead. All right, for example, in my case, uh, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, <clears throat> and I've got a few miles under my belt um, as far as, you know, years uh, gotcha. driving a truck and years in life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you two gentlemen are. I'd say but, between uh, us all, we have a good oh, 60, 70 years in here. Well, well let's, let's go individually. Let's, let's all speak for ourselves. I'm older than Thomas Jefferson was when he wrote the Declaration of Independence and Jesus Christ right. when he died cool. on the cross cool. for your we'll, sins. We'll check this out. Check this out, and maybe you can relate to what I'm about to tell you. Um, if you if you kind of look at uh, pictures and books, if you go back in history and books, uh, pictures of the sky, and I can go back from memory, you know, from things I recall, you know, from looking up in the sky, seeing planes fly. There's a very very significant difference between what the trails behind the planes look like in these days and times to what they look like, let's say, three decades ago. Well, Three decades ago, four so decades ago, the planes are different. We saw a plane flying in the sky. Pardon me. The planes are different. Yeah, now. the jets back then were a lot smaller. <clears throat> so you're basing your comparison but, off but of. Hold were, on a second. Let me see jets. if I've got this straight, Al. You're basing mm-hmm. your comparison off of old photos from the past compared to your personal experience today. So you're comparing your personal experience of looking up at the sky for as much time as you'd like and watching the clouds and the contrails for as long as you would like compared to one frame, one photo being taken of an old contrail. That one photo is your words, not mine. I'm saying photos, plural. 
Did, okay, no, were there were there multiple were there multiple photos of the same contrail multiple over time? Of, multiple sources of books, magazines. Uh, right. So there was. A, so you're telling me that? So let me see if I've got this straight, Al. You're telling me that in the books you're talking about, it was just page after page after page of different photos of the same contrail. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Here's where you're probably here's where you're probably making a mistake in your in your inference. I'm not referring to just one book. I'm saying books in general. Any book. Okay. Go back, you know, how many of those books? Time. How many of those books were about what had multiple photos of the same contrail, Al? How many of those books? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't probably like doing not. A, a con, I wasn't doing a contrail. I'm not talking about a contrail research yeah. uh, project. I'm just saying. So you. you just, so then, the, then what I said was true. Right. The, then what I said was true, Al. The comparison you that you're making, from, sir. Let's say the 60s. Yeah. I have a magazine from the 60s, the 50s, the uh-huh. 40s that show jet planes in flight high up in the high up in the sky like right. you do these days. And you see the contrail. You, you know, you see you'll see a contrail. It'll look very significant. Do you call that science, sir? Is that what you call wait science? Minute, wait a minute. I'm just trying to give you a frame of reference. Just, uh-huh. make, just make a common sense, common man comparison. Okay, I'm not a scientist. You're not a scientist. I can I tell. Believe. No, Let's no, I'm not. I don't claim to be. I don't claim to be a scientist. I don't claim to know science. I know a little bit about the scientific process. So, okay, uh, let me see if I've got this straight here. I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. So, you're saying you looked at some old uh, books and magazines. You've seen some pictures uh, in those magazines of planes with contrails. Now, follow me here, Al. Let me make sure I've got this straight before you interrupt me. Let me make sure I've got this straight, Al. I'm going to pot you down if you keep interrupting. So, let me see if I've got this straight. You looked at. Put them down. You looked at some old books with some pictures in it, and you admit that they are books with, you know, pictures of different planes at different times, not pictures of the same contrail behind the same plane. Because you see, when the when the contrail comes out, it takes time for things to happen to it. it when it comes out, it's relatively uh, defined. But over time, wind blows and things change in the atmosphere that that uh, contributes to the contrail doing different things depending on the atmospheric conditions. And none of that can be represented by one frame, one photo of the entire event. Contrails are up in the sky sometimes for hours at a time. And you're bra- you're basing your viewpoint that the government is either poisoning people, mind controlling, or changing the weather. Take your pick. Uh, you're basing that off of some old pictures, huh? That's it, huh, Al? Did I get that straight? Am I back on? Yes, you are. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Did I get all that straight? You're the one that's stuck on one photo, not me. I'm telling you to expand your view beyond one photo. And just look at any magazine from the 60s, 50s, 40s. Am I going over his head? Am I not explaining? There are two other people in the room here with me. Are you you gentlemen here not understanding what I'm getting at? I understand what the caller is trying to say, but I think... He says he sees different... Contrails from in the past to the present, but I'd say he's seen a picture of each one, well, multiple pictures. He's seen mul- but uh, one picture of each one of the contrails. I he has not seen yes. multiple pictures of one contrail. Right, because so they you do have spread no out frame of time. reference. Your frame of reference is completely illegitimate. Go from your memory, then. Go forget the magazines and books. Go from your memory. From my plane, memory, plane sir, contrails look the, the same today as they ever did look. They do look the same. To be to me honest, too. people can't usually remember who, what the person who mugged them looked like. So it's highly dubious, even for a very intelligent person, that they would remember accurately after decades what contrails used to look like. That's well. T- I'll tell you, I remember. I'm sure all the rest, the rest of the people that you call conspiracy nuts 
you know, you know, it's too bad you like that you're alienating your audience. I'm going to tell you this before we go on with that. Is They're that, useless, know, I, I man. To, I don't care. I any, to, I, you know what? I, I don't care. Program. I find it very entertaining. That's good, Al. I really like the variety of your subjects, from the Furbies to JFK assassination, all the other things that you folks talk about. We I find it really very interesting talk. and entertaining. However, Great. I'm just going to disagree with you on this one. And it's well, that. So I'm glad to hear uh, that, so, Al. What, what, what are you going to do about it, huh? Are you going to call a bunch of radio shows and well, check this tell out. the check world? This out. Let me tell you something that I have done about it. Mm, go ahead. Since that seems to be something that you're interested in. Yeah. I am. Okay. I used to live in Yuma, Arizona. Okay. I actually went to several of their city hall meetings mm. and approached the, the town mayor at the time right. about the contrails. What do you do? I believe that she sicked, she sicked her dogs on me. She sicked her she dogs sicked on her you? dogs on me. Literally? And she... she Really? She has real dogs, or were you talking yeah, about the, like cops? The dogs in blue. Okay. The dogs in blue. Yes. Yeah. She sicked their dogs on me. And what is? Right. Did they charge you with something? Did you get arrested? No, they didn't charge me with anything. Uh, but they obfuscated the truth. They tried to deny what was going on. So you couldn't so even get any help at the. They, you couldn't even get any, did, any assistance from the local government. The same thing that you're doing now. So, which is try to explain away and tell everybody they're not saying what they're saying. So, Al, you're well, saying that you couldn't even get any help from the local government. You think you're going to have any success at the federal level? Sounds to me like you're well, screwed, man. I mean, it sounds to me like the, this is just going to keep going on, and there's not, the, not a damn thing you take, can do about it. How long did it take the feds? How long did it take the feds to admit Agent Orange? I, that's a good question. How long did it take them to admit the Tuskegee experiments? It took. It probably took some time. How long did it take them to admit? How long does it take them to admit any of the crimes they're committing? Well, there's actually evidence. I just want to encourage everybody who's out there seeing what's going on has not turned a blind eye to it. Keep on doing it mm -hmm. and keep on doing whatever it is that they can try to do. You know, Al, there's actually evidence uh, out of Great Britain. On. Al, there's actually, deny, hey, Al, you, you know, there's deny, actually you evidence. You can obfuscate Al. whatever. Hello. There's actually evidence. Al. Hello, buddy. There's actually <laughs> pot him down again. There's actually evidence out of uh, the United Kingdom of of them spraying chemicals on people. I I've There's heard actually... evidence. Um, I think it was HistoryChannel.com or something that there was some evidence that they had admitted to testing what they thought were very minute doses of chemical agents over I think like San Francisco or something. Don't hold me to any of that. But back in the 60s. So, yeah, they, they've probably tested chemical agents on the population. Why they would do it day after day after day, I don't really know what the but answer to that is. My point of bringing up the, uh, the kind of give it, throwing him a bone there was that, okay, so there has been some real solid evidence in that the government itself has admitted, the U.K. government itself has admitted to doing these things, the government people there. And, you know, what has become of all that? Well... It happened a long time ago, so the bureaucrats that were in charge of that program are no longer bureaucrats. They're probably either retired or dead, so they can't be held accountable, nor would they be held accountable anyway because of sovereign immunity. Bureaucrats can't really usually be held accountable for these things. The agency could be stopped theoretically from doing it, but look at how big the, bureau uh, the bureaucracies are over in the U.K. It's one of the biggest police states in America. You think they're going to stop doing this crap if it's really going on? More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. 
And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive, talk about lots of different stuff, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's totally free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. In Chapter 5 of Freedom Engineering, an anarcho-capitalist online adventure series, Tad Galahad catches something in his spam can. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. 800-259-9231. We continue with, though, no, we don't. Daryl's gone. Calls are wide open, so you can call in about anything you want. Finally, done with the uh, the chemtrail talk, at least for now. It seems like one always leads to another, always leads to another. So there's a lot of people out there that believe this stuff. Of course, a lot of people believe in, you know, UFOs, and their, but they don't call radio shows like the chemtrail. What's the difference between the UFO callers, you know, UFO believers, and the uh, the c- conspiracy believers? Well, Art Bell, I mean, they, they do call Art Bell, but that's kind of... Yeah, but why don't they call Free Talk Live? I mean, all the people that, you know, see ghosts, and they've seen the UFOs, and they've had tele- telepathic experiences. We don't get any of that. It's always chemtrails. I don't know, is it, what's, what is it about us? Why do they call us? I understand we're on a, our network is on, our, the, the network that we are on has a lot of conspiracy shows, and mm-hmm. so we probably get some listeners holding over from some of the earlier programming. Quite a bit, yeah. But do they not believe in UFOs too? Is it just that they're obsessed with chemtrails? I don't know. I, they've, I, I think they've got uh, similar evidence on the UFOs that they do for the chemtrails. I don't know. There's probably more evidence on the UFOs. I don't know. UFOs are silly, too. Right, I mean, but UFOs, by their definition, are unidentified flying objects, right? So, so anything that is but flying and unidentified... if you really believe in UFOs, you don't believe that it's unidentified. Okay, yeah, that's true. You believe, you've been probed, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so take control of the airwaves here. Oh, I forgot Paula. She's there. Paula in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, hi, hon. I want to talk about something very, very serious okay. about this. I got the DVD on... Uh, uh, about the treason. The tr- which one? Yeah, which I'm going to tell you something. This, this is sickening, what's happening. And, I what's mean, going on? Huh? What, what is it? What's happening? Okay. Uh, we found out that all of our soldiers are going to die. All of their wives are going to die. And wow. their children are going to die. Damn. That these guys are so have got so much uranium poisoning in them that anybody they're around, they will contaminate. Wow, so so like everyone's going to die then, right? Because there's well, a lot you know of soldiers. Well, I think my husband and I sat down and talked about this, and you know the new world order—they want us all out of the picture. And I think this is part because Iran and I mean Iraq and, and Afghanistan—they're both loaded with so much uranium poisoning, it's unreal. Huh. And anybody that goes over, they just breathes the air. So let me see if I've got this straight, Paula. You're saying that every single soldier that's been to Iraq or Afghanistan—all yeah. they have to do is breathe the air in, and is, that's it. So then they're poisoned with the uranium poison, yeah. which, which by the yeah. way, I think is you know it's probably real. It's probably a serious issue. I don't know if it's as real as you it's suggest it is. Coming, these, I don't think the they're all going to die. How long is this going to take? How, how long does it take for them to breathe that first breath of air to when they die? It's according to how, it, like they said, their heart could burst. They said it affects the brain. They will develop all different types of cancers. All the, in my fact, the wives are getting. Do we have an estimated time of arrival here? Like well, it's when? According to how you know how how fast the body just happens to do it, but I mean it's up to them how. Has how anyone died yet from? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, thousands so, have died. So so their kids, their wives, yeah, all just of being them. Yeah, around people, they can anybody, contaminate them. Now, can the kid contaminate someone too? 
Or does it, is it only the original carrier that can contaminate people? I believe it's just the carrier. I mean, if, if the child has a lot of it, I mean, that's one thing. But, I mean, I think it's mainly the, you know, the, the father that has the uranium poisoning so badly. So you what know, do you propose, Paula? Should they, uh, should they quarantine all of these Marines and, and well, Army guys or what? They think it's what they're trying to do. They're trying to wipe out the population. They said they're going to contaminate the whole country if they were all to come back here. They said anywhere they go and anybody they're around, they're going to contaminate them. So and you're saying people shouldn't talk to uh, to military people anymore. Should like run away I from them and see them in the street. This is, this is the this is the scope of what the new world order is trying to do. They're trying to wipe out the world. Is what they're trying to Why do. Why would they go about it in such a? Now, first of all, you know, because just to, just to throw in a children. caveat here. Uh, I don't believe uh, necessarily in this stuff, but uh, just you know, want to ask you some questions want about us it. Out of the picture, okay. Okay, so but why go through all of these motions? Why not just drop a few nukes? I mean, then it's done. You don't have to worry about how many people are going to travel to Iraq and get infected be, and who they're going to well, like infect when they come back. We talked about this, and he said if we were to do this, they said to other countries, said they would come out. Well, people already hate us, but said we would have people attacking us like crazy. Wait, what? If what? Who would attack if we us? were to go and just drop nuclear bombs somewhere... No, it wouldn't be we. I'm not going to drop any nuclear bombs on anybody. You're talking I'm about some military, evil conspiracy people. The government. So you're and, saying... Well, now, if it was a conspiracy, wouldn't you just want to drop the bomb and not tell anybody who did it? Wouldn't you just want to cause chaos it would, and It would destruction? be known who did it, okay? I mean, no there's no secrets anymore, okay? Hmm. Everything is known. But the thing is, though, is that... The thing is, they didn't warn the soldiers. Matter of fact, the equipment yeah. they gave them that was supposed to protect them was not properly the, the right stuff to do it. Well, what are you going to do? And I mean, they're going to die, right, Paula? So that's they're pretty yeah, much plus all the injections they gave them. They said yeah. this is also causing diseases too. So what do you see here as a possibility to solve this problem, Paula? What's your plan? Well, hon, I tell you, I think with our military, I think it's all over with. I mean, uh, so everyone's going to die. I mean, there's a there's like a million people in the military, right? I know they're all going to get infected. This, this, is, this is so sick. It's Everybody unreal, knows but... about 750 people, and so if there's a million people in the military, that's like one out of every 300 people that is uh, the population. One out of every 300 is in the military. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if everybody knows 700 something people, there's a good chance that everyone's going to come into contact with everyone else. And you're saying, Paul, let me see if I've got this straight. You're they, saying everyone in America is going to die? Yeah, they're going to die, yes. And not those natural causes, but of, uh, of poisoning? From what the uranium poisoning has done to their bodies. They said they could just be sitting all you know, in I, their heart. I'm getting hot right now at just thinking about it. Is there... What are the symptoms, Paula? What what should well, I be on the lookout okay, for? Okay, I've got a list of them that I got okay, good. today. But anyway, there's psychological. I'm going to take some notes. Go ahead. Things that goes symptoms. On with the body. I need symptoms. And and I mean, it's just. But anyway, the thing is, I mean, they could they could develop you know different types of cancers in different places of their body. You know. But that's not too like detectable. That. I mean, not everybody can go in and get cancer testing. How am I going to? Am I going to cough? Am I going to uh, feel pain in my my nether regions? What is it I'm yeah, looking you'll for? You'll have pain. You'll have like pain. your body will start shaking. Shaking. Uh, um, like uh, parts of your body will just sort of like, uh, uh, you know, how sometimes your face can move a little bit. Like, you know, it's like it's nerves. You know, oh, it happens it? all the time. It yeah, happens all the time. I was doing it early today. I was looking in the mirror and I couldn't understand why that was. I was having pain in my feet and my, my face, these nervous ticks. I always thought it was just me. But you're telling me it's poison. I've been poisoned. If you've been over to – well, they say the uranium porting is moving here right now. They well, there's a guy a, here in Keene that was in Afghanistan. His name is Puke, uh -huh. and he's been hanging out with all of the people here in uh, New Hampshire, in Keene. And so he's infected everybody is what you're saying. 
if you've had that much, you know, if you've been around. I had beers that with a guy on Sunday. All I'm saying is what they told Paula, me. Paula, we might not be here next week. We might not I, ever. We, you how, might not be able to call how, this show ever again. According to how, how well you take care of yourself, and you know, but the thing is, they said they're all going to die. Don't drink diet coke. We might not even make it through the show. Paula, thank you. We appreciate the call. Thanks for the heads up. Look out, everybody. You're going to die soon, according to Paula. If you've talked to anyone in the military, if you've come into contact with them over the last six years, Paula says you're on the way out. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Live streams are included. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com, so enjoy them on us. You want to move to New Hampshire, but you don't know where you're going to live? Porkmanor.com is a new site that connects freedom-loving landlords with freedom-loving renters. Landlords can easily manage the display of their rentals, including uploading photos and showing video. Renters can find a place where they can be living with other libertarians. It's simple, efficient, cheap, and effective. Porkmanor.com. That's P-O-R-C-M-A-N-O-R.com. We continue with your phone calls. Ladies first, it's Kathy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hey, what's What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have a couple questions. I'm really curious about um, you guys and your program. Sure. And I've listened to you for quite a while because, um, you know, I'm really interested in learning um, relevant things that are going on in the in the world. Great. But all I, you know, I I feel like I'm in an argument every time I listen to your mm. program. You every guys time. interrupt constantly. We interrupt you, you constantly. What? We interrupt constantly? Yeah, you are constantly interrupting people, and then if someone sounds like they're going to talk over you or interrupt you, you can tell you don't like it, and then you'll actually cut them off. No, first of all, no one's been cut off on this program. Yeah, uh, you cut the first. I, I listened nope. to a little. I've been listening to you, and the lady that called in before me. Paula? Um, there was a guy that called in before her. He was a trucker, I think. Right. And you cut him off constantly because nope, of that. we didn't cut him off one time, as a matter of fact. Cut it him down. Uh, we we turned turn down the volume. Okay, I think, you I don't think... like talking about... Um, you know, I just wonder who you really work for. Let me see if I can. Let me just ask you a couple <laughs> questions here. I mean, first of all, we need to talk about. Well, talk I right tell you, on, Mark. I now, tell you, but uh, you know, my Jew- Jewish masters would uh, would they pull the plug on the on the show? Let's just see if we can set a baseline here so we can understand each other. Because first of all, in the world of talk radio, most of these callers, number one, would never get through the call screener. On Free Talk Live, we let anybody through about any topic. Okay, so none of these people have been nobody's been screened out of this show, number one. But if those people were to make it through on any other talk show, they'd be given maybe a maximum of 30 to 45 seconds before the host hangs up on them and just, you know, yammers on about whatever he wanted to. Most of these people will keep on for several minutes. If it's compelling enough, we'll keep them on. I mean, one of the gentlemen was on for an entire segment. Al was on for quite several minutes on this program. 
So we're far more uh, freewheeling than most talk shows out there, but that's never good enough for everybody. So let's go to your next objection, and that is that we allegedly interrupt too much. How long should someone be able it, it, to? It's unbelievable, Kathy. It's how like, long why don't should you be quiet? See now, you just interrupted me. See, I've got a question you. for you. You interrupted me, no, Kathy. You sound like I have a question for you, Kathy. Little boys. Got a simple question for you. How long should a caller be allowed to yammer on for without having a, a follow-up question asked or a point of clarification question asked? Well, here's what I think. I think the conversation deteriorates immediately because you're interrupting and you're immature. So ask, answer my question. See, listen. Answer my question, Kathy. How long should someone be able to talk for a straight period of time without being interrupted? If you don't tell well, me what you think is appropriate, how am I ever going to fix myself, huh? Okay. I think that, uh, well, you must have some kind of um, limit in how long you let people talk, like about five seconds. Oh, sorry, sweetie. You, you clearly haven't been paying Gee, attention. Let me, let me talk to Kathy for a second. Yeah, Kathy. I have, and I think... Um, yeah, sorry, you have it. Mark you, has a point. You know what? If you were my sons, I'd sit down and have a darn good talk with you because you aggravate people with your no, hyperactive mouth. I, I don't do anything. I just do a talk show. If you want to get aggravated, that's your business, <sighs> Kathy. Um, Kathy, a lot of people, uh, we, we've, we've heard the um, complaint before that we cut people off, but I often think um, that it comes from us, like people that disagree with the point we're making, not people that agree with the point we're making. So the, they'll agree with the, say, uh, Al, was it, the, the gentleman that called in? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in chemtrails or not? I don't know what to think about Me it, but Tom, I did hear the one guy talk about the spraying that went on in California happened in the 60s. And it probably Not on our did, show. but it wait, no, I let did. me I, finish. I did. Let me finish. It just happened again and they're having some big meetings down in California about it this month. They it asked, was absolutely horrible what they did. They sprayed for some moth that um doesn't they, even really exist. They sprayed in Florida, they sprayed malathion one year for uh I think it was for mosquitoes. Yeah, it was mosquitoes. I could I could be wrong. And it's very disturbing coming out um in the morning and it was know, orange they, they announced you. It was orange crops. They announced to you that this is gonna be malathion that they're spraying and, and you come out and you gotta wash mm-hmm. the stuff off your car, otherwise it's gonna damage the paint and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But those governments okay, never paid and then anything. The next lady the next lady that called talked about the uh depleted uranium. And you're not listening because the yeah. stories about depleted uranium are true. Well, not her stories. Now, you can't give her claims. Okay, you can't give depleted uranium infection to somebody. Is, you know, I'm talking for myself. I've mm-hmm. looked it up myself because yeah. I've got grandsons that could very possibly be going into these stupid wars. Right. Yeah, I don't think they should, people should be nothing. joining the military, Kathy. I think that uh, we, we did I say finish? at the beginning of her call, well, I'm oh sorry we're God. short on time, Kathy. Uh, we, we did say at the very beginning of her call that we thought the uranium thing was a serious issue. It's just that she was making some outrageous claims. Now, Mark, you were on a line of questioning. You got sidetracked. You I'm asked done. her about the... You're done? Yeah, well, okay, so I'm going to get back to my question then. What is the appropriate length of time someone should be allowed to, to uh, talk for without being interrupted? Well, I think, they Since should you know everything. Get, I think they should be able to get their point across. Yeah. Well, I think their point is that we are bad guys because we don't believe their silly chemtrail stories. Yeah, I've gotten okay. their point. And, and, and also, be... Kathy, part of them getting their point across is that I have to understand their point, right? I mean, if they, shouldn't I be able to understand what it is they're saying? Well, of course. Okay, so in order to understand, I have to ask 
questions. And if somebody calls in with all kinds of information about, well, chemtrail this and blah, 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 and they start naming off a bunch of information and facts and factoids, and I don't stop them at the point at which I don't understand, then we have to then reset two minutes back after I've let them just go on and on and on, and then I have to say, well, well, at the very beginning of what you said, you said this. Whereas if you say something, if you make a statement and you pause for a moment, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to ask a question to make sure I understood what it was that you said. What you're okay. suggesting here, Kathy, is that I should not be trying to actually listen to what the person said, that I should just let them yammer on and then hang up the, the phone? Is that the idea? No, I think you just yammered on longer than either than I've talked or anybody else has been able to. But I want to say one thing before I hang up. Yes, ma'am. I think that you get, you guys are smart enough to get on the Internet and look up the uh, depleted uranium dust maps, and it's drifting all over the world. Now, and, you know, um, claim. I haven't, yeah, I haven't, haven't not yet heard that before. Um, that, yeah, that dust you, can, is... you can get on there and you can look it up for yourself. There you go, Kathy. Any other thoughts? No, not that, not right now. But I might call you back to. Well, you can you only call once. You, yep, you can only call once per night, but uh, you're certainly welcome to do that. Thanks for your call tonight. Eight two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, sorry that Kathy just doesn't. You know, she just doesn't understand how talk radio works. You know, we could do a version. We could do a show. I mean, there's nothing stopping us from doing a show where you get to call in and just yammer on for as long as you want to. And when you're done talking, we'll hang up the phone. In that case, I wouldn't need you here, Nick. And Mark, you really wouldn't be necessary either. I could just sit here and we could... Let's, In fact, let's give that a try. I mean, we've never really done it before. Uh, let's go ahead and try that. Let's go out uh, of Puke in New Hampshire. Puke, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. You just go ahead and t- take, a, take control and we're not going to say anything back to you. Go ahead there, bud. Perfect. I've got a 30-minute diet drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've got nothing but time, so go ahead. Well, I want to apologize for contaminating the entire planet with my uh, radioactive waste. Um, I thought the tentacles would go away after two years, but as it turns out, I'm turning into Godzilla. Sorry. Um, but uh, depleted uranium, um, there's a reason it's called depleted, because uh, it's not as radioactive as regular rea- uh, uranium. Um the danger of DU is not radioactivity. It's because it's a heavy metal, and whenever they use it, the military uses them in, uh, uh, you know, armor-piercing penetrators and armor. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sankle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a cut, a percentage of your purchase. 41 categories to shop in. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And all the brands you trust at great prices. Really, what could be better? You get the stuff you need and you help Free Talk Live at the same time. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Puke in New Hampshire, back on Free Talk Live. We did a little experiment there a moment ago, and we'll take your call here seriously now, Puke. But we did an experiment a moment ago because Kathy called in chastising us, as we get chastised occasionally, uh, calling uh, calling in to chastise us for for interrupting too much and not letting people get their point across, and which is really kind of silly, really. I mean, when you when you compare Free Talk Live to other talk radio shows, 
people on this program generally get far more time, especially people with opposing viewpoints and opinions that differ from ours. Uh, we keep those people on sometimes for an entire segment, sometimes for longer, sometimes for several minutes, certainly much longer than any other mainstream talk show would ever give them airtime. But yet, for the for the people that are on their side, it's never enough. They would they would prefer a, a full hour long interview about their chemtrail topic or whatever it is that they'd uh, they'd called in to discuss. That's not good enough. And apparently, we should also let callers just just ramble on, just keep on talking without interrupting to ask any questions. You just or, have to agree. That's to really get, all all that it comes down. Or to, or to get any clarification. So what we did when you uh, called a moment ago, Puke, was we just let you go and you could talk about depleted uranium, which is why you called to tell us about your experience in the military, because people had called earlier. But because we weren't actually running the show, we didn't tell you that time was almost running out or that we were going to hold you over or right. then hang on. And I wasn't able to ask many of the questions that I would have liked to have asked to clarify the things that you were saying to me. So now, with all that in mind, let's have a real conversation. What were you uh, trying to communicate to us tonight? Hi, well, what I was trying to communicate is that uh, there's, a, there's this huge, um, so, well, l- the last few days people have called in about the polluted uranium and how it's extremely radioactive and killing every soldier that's ever been in the military or something. Well, Paula claimed tonight Um, that it's going to kill every soldier, every soldier's wife, and every child of every soldier, and then will uh, kill anybody that that soldier happens to come in contact with. And uh, that's absolutely ludicrous. Um, (laughs) Depleted uranium is... Now, it is a dangerous... Well, it's slightly dangerous because... I mean, you wouldn't want to duct tape it to your face for like a year and expect nothing to happen. Um, but and and you wouldn't want to stick your re- you wouldn't want to stick your head into a tank that just got blasted uh, because oh. there would be particles floating around. And yeah, the the reason that people get sick from depleted uranium is because a tank gets hit with a, a penetrator, uh, armor piercing DU round, or it has armor that gets hit and it blows off. You know these fine particles of this heavy metal, and you breathe it in, and you get heavy metal poisoning. It's it's just the same as if you blew up a bunch of lead and breathed into the dust. Um, Not good for you. That's the reason people get sick. There is some um, radioactive, you know, chemicals to it, but they, I mean, they also use this stuff in civilian applications, um, counterweights in aircraft, radiation shielding at the doctor's office, you know, stuff like that. So you're and, saying, you know, it's, so you're saying that by breathing in the depleted uranium, you may bring some harm to oneself, but that is not yeah. going to in any way infect or in any way affect your loved ones. No, it's it's not like you somehow become a depleted uranium carrier and you, you know, infect anybody else. There's no way that can happen. It's not a virus. It's crazy. Well, maybe maybe yes, it's, it's so radioactive that uh, that people just catch it because you're ra- irradiating them as you uh, as you get close. You know, then their uh, genitalia right. falls off or something like that. Except that it's not radioactive. It's actually like 50 percent less radioactive than natural uranium that you could find in the ground. Sure, that's really? why it's called Which depleted. Likely, but anyway, um, you know, when I was in the military, um, I didn't crawl around on any exploded tanks or mess Good with idea. any sort of armor-piercing rounds, but I did mess with other harsh chemicals like fuel, oil, um, grease, you know, things like that, that stuff is dangerous. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's dangerous things everywhere that you come into contact with. It's not just depleted uranium. That's yeah. the way of the so, world, I'm afraid. Especially government people. Hey, hey, Puke, did, uh, did you feel like you were able to get your point out even though we did interrupt you a few times? Uh, yes, I, I have no problem with people asking me questions during a conversation. I don't expect to just come on here and... And just you know, talk to myself essentially. For the puke lecture minutes. series. Yeah. 
Good call, sir. Thanks for the inside info. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I guess I... I guess I feel safe having beers with puke again mm-hmm. this weekend. Paula, Paula got me all scared. She I'm looking into I'm, this uh, you know, depleted uranium blowing around, uh, you know, around the world. The maps I, that Karen was yeah, suggesting you look for, and I'm for. finding maps and that kind of thing. But I'm also finding stuff that says that uh, depleted uranium, that uranium is a heavy metal, mm-hmm. like lead dust. It it would be similar um, to that, and therefore not likely to, not terribly likely to get airborne. So how's it blowing around the world? I thought you said there are maps of it blowing around Just the world. Just because someone made a map on the website. Yeah, they're, written, true. they're written in New, what ti- kind of websites new are Times we Roman. About here? Uh, you know, when, when the website is written in New Times Roman, it's always suspect. Because that's the first default uh, font out there. Wow, it means I've never you heard don't that know before. enough to change the font. Wow, okay. I think, hmm. I don't think I've ever changed a font on my websites, Mark. Uh, I don't think we're in New Times Roman. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I was using the default, so these, I don't know if that's really evidence of a bad website. It, it, is it on like a rambling crazy site? No, it's getting it's kind of that. It, it looks. Yeah. I just looked over. It looks. Is it, is it one of those it's sites? Suspect. That looks, it doesn't look rambling. Suspect is probably yeah. is, is the best those, way to describe it. Is it one of those websites that looks like it was last updated in 1999? As far as the actual. No, no, look it's not. It's as bad as the chemtrail website oh, really? that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can find a website by anything. Yes, you sure can. You can find oh, lizard yeah. men websites. Maybe one of them will call it. Flatearth.org. There are people that still believe that? They're flat earthers. It's mostly a joke. <laughs> it's mostly a joke, uh, tongue-in-cheek, against people, more conservative elements. It would, but some people actually do believe that the earth is flat or Let's hollow. Let's continue with phone Trolls calls. Talk to Brad in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brad. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, to anyone who thinks that uh, you guys interrupting people is rude, I mean, you run a radio show. You're supposed to keep people, you know, uh, you know, engaged and discussing an issue and you know it's it's just ridiculous you mean we shouldn't let people call in and just yammer on for 10 minutes 10 minutes straight on some nonsense I can tell you, when people call in about chemtrails, I want to sit in my car and run a hose from my exhaust to my window because it just, <laughs> it's just, it just drives me up the wall. I, and, I, and, I, and I sprinkled depleted uranium on my cornflakes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the reason why I was calling you guys is um, I was deep in thought the other day, and I've come to the conclusion that I have repeatedly violated people's Second Amendment rights. Whoa, what's going on? How so? Well, um, I work in law enforcement, and, um, you know, I've served many uh, restraining orders, and I've even arrested felons for being in possession of ammunition. And police officers do this under the guise of Supreme Court cases that say that the Second Amendment can be reasonably regulated. Well, I don't know about you. I don't give an S what these people say about the reasonably regulated rights that we're supposed to have. Well, point of clarification, Brad, because you as a police officer, do you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution? Yes. And defend the Constitution? Yes. Now, does the oath say that you uphold and defend the Constitution as you interpret it or as the Supreme Court interprets it? It, it, Not clear. (laughs) it, it It says neither of those things. And, you know... I had, a, I had a good conversation with, uh, last night with a coworker about this, and that's what inspired me to call. There is nothing in the Second Amendment. It, it says the right shall not be infringed. I don't care, you know. And, and the more I've thought about this, I don't care what these nine people on the Supreme Court say, because mm. there is absolutely nothing in our Constitution that says that we, the people, have consented to our rights being reasonably regulated. That is just nope. that is. 
stuff that they've added in, and it's a further example of why this government is just ridiculous. It's out of control. And I'll tell you right now, um, if I was serving a protective order, and I said, you know, and, I, and you know, the, the box is checked off, Chevrolet, Rochelle firearms and ammunitions, uh, uh, ammunition, excuse me, and I didn't uh, enforce that provision, I would be fired. Hmm. So, Damn. you know, what, a tough what's place the to be. To well, what, what, I I don't know, Brad, and I um I've thought about the Second Amendment issue. I am a convicted felon, as uh, some people on know, and the the Second Amendment issue for me, I I've thought about it, and there's uh, yeah, it says that the right to, of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, and that's true. Shall not. But it does say in, I believe, the 13th Amendment, I don't have it pulled up right here in front of me, but something to the effect that uh, you can't be um, you know, put into slavery or involunta- involuntary servitude unless you've been convicted of a crime. Now, Well, and, and um, as far as I'm concerned, and, and the Constitution is not supposed to be interpreted by all these attorneys. It's supposed to be able to be interpreted by agreed. You know, the, the average Joe citizen. And I think if we had nine average Joe citizens sitting on the Supreme Court of the United States, we would have far less tyranny than we do today. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They might decide they want to control things differently. That's all. Hang on, Brad. I want to bring you back for this discussion, if you don't mind. Hour number three coming up. What would you do if you were in Brad's position? A police officer who's uh, found a law that if he doesn't enforce, he could lose his job, but he doesn't really want to. More coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231, Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. As, again, we launch here in hour number three of the program, 800-259-9231. Right back into the phone calls. Brad in New Hampshire, you are a law enforcement officer, and you were telling us a moment ago, Brad, that uh, there's a bit of a conflict an internal conflict that you're having, oh, and it's about the Second Amendment, and you're a big fan of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, uh, you, you're a believer, you like what it says, you don't necessarily agree with the Supreme Court's interpretation that does say that the government can regulate firearms under certain circumstances, and you told us, as I understood it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that one of those circumstances was that when you are called into like a domestic disturbance or something like that, you have to take their firearms and ammunition away? Did I understand you correctly? That's correct. That's everybody who has a domestic disturbance, um, whether they call it in or whether the neighbor calls it in. Whether it involves a firearm or not? Well, our laws say that we have to seize deadly weapons that could have been used, were threatened to have been used, or, you know, the possibility exists that they could be used. So, So if it's a husband and wife just, you know, in a yelling match and the guns are locked up in a gun case then they, you'd well, still have it, to take it, them. There would have to be a law violation. I mean, there would have to be an arrest that comes out of it. And you know, if There's, there's no a, mandatory arrest? In some states, there's, they mandate that one person be arrested. Somebody's got to go to jail if cops are called. There, no, there's, there, we have, the only thing we have mandatory arrest for is violation of a protective order. 
Um, so, I mean, there's no mandatory arrest. Generally, okay. if, someone, if someone assaults somebody else and there's an injury, we generally always make an arrest. But if someone just shoved somebody else and, you know, they got into an argument and, you know, we're able to sit down and talk with them and, you know, the person who got shoved says, oh, I don't want anything done, you know, we'll leave. Because making, a, making an arrest in a situation like that would just make things worse because, you know, people get Thank upset goodness people... for that, Brad. I'd just like to say another point to the New Hampshire police uh, because uh, just showing that things here are just a little bit more free than the rest of the country. And in so many places, there, there is no discretion. They go in, they pick somebody to arrest, usually it's the man, and uh, there you go. They, they consider that problem solved, but you guys go in and you actually talk to people. It, uh, it, it sends people's families uh, into the toilet because they get sure. caught up in the court system. They've got to pay for attorneys. People are ordered to, to anger management. People are right. ordered to stay away from each other. I mean, it, it rips people's families apart. And uh, many anyway, of these people that you're, that you're dealing with uh, can't afford that kind of uh, destruction in their lives. I mean, not that anyone can really no. afford it, but it's not like these are the wealthiest of people to where uh, you know, taking daddy out of the house for several weeks is going to be no big deal. This is right. a big well, deal. You know, you know these these domestic laws, especially the restraining orders. I mean, I, I have a real problem with them because they're so easy to get, and it, it essentially is, you know, you're again back to the Second Amendment. You get you go out and get a restraining order, and you know people people lie on these things, and as soon as someone goes out and tells a lie. Then all of a sudden we, you know, the police will come and take guns away, and and this mm. is this is what something that I've just come to realize, and you know, I've been thinking a lot about it, and. You know, we're all individually supposed to uphold the Constitution. I mean, am I only supposed to uphold the Constitution in the context that those nine people say it's appropriate? I mean, if, because if no one has ever told you that specifically, if that wasn't part of your agreement in signing up for the the duties of a law enforcement officer, then I would say no. That is not your well, responsibility. I, I guarantee you, if if I was to go with the argument, I'm not going to do that because it's unconstitutional. I will be fired. And, and I oh, love, really? I love my. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? But, the, but cops Absolutely. don't get fired for killing people, man. Hey, look, you, you, you. Uh, <laughs> if if you uh, you could deal some drugs and probably not get fired. <laughs> if you step step out of protocol, it's something entirely different. You know, I mean, you're not only uh, telling your chief to go, you know, take a take a flying leap. You're telling the uh, the union. All the, who, who, all the who people on I, your side. Who am I to overrule what the courts say? And and this is exactly why I would be in trouble. And to anyone out there who, you know, people make the argument, well, the Second Amendment is about a militia. It is not. It is amongst nine other amendments that have to do with individual rights. There's no such thing as a group right. No, nothing. certainly not. And, and the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It has to do with the people being able to be armed to protect themselves against a tyrannical government. Right. It mentions right in there militia. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that it's talking about, at the very least, taking out another government, if not our own. Let me go back to the yeah. situation you were talking about. I want to understand it a little bit better, where you get called to a domestic disturbance. Uh, you go in. You talk to the guy. Let's say a crime was committed. Let's say he decked his wife or something like that. And, uh, you know, you need to make an arrest. What is your requirement as far as ascertaining where the firearms are? I mean, you say that there's like a box that you have to check that says that you, you confiscated the weapons or whatever. Well, what if you just say, oh, I didn't see any guns out, so, okay, check. Do you have to go well, through a room-by-room -room search and, like, turn out drawers and stuff? The, the box that you're speaking of, that has to do with the actual protective order. The, if, if there's an arrest for, say, you know, someone calls 911 and someone, punch, you know, say there's a real crime, like, you know, someone punches somebody and, and breaks their nose, I mean, and that certainly, in my opinion, is absolutely, uh, absolutely uh, cause for police action and court, uh, court action. 
if if that was to happen, it is the the job of the police to investigate whether there's deadly weapons there or not, to take them, and for the person to get it back, they have to get a court order that orders the police to return it. So even if there's no restraining order... How far um, do you have to go in the investigation, though? Do you just ask the guy, say, hey, you got any guns around? If he says no, investigation over? Or do you have to go well, and, like, I, turn through all of his drawers and, well, you know, no, no, that, dig that around? Would that would be absolutely unconstitutional. I... I I would uh, I would ask the guy, and then uh, if he says no, then I would ask the uh, you know the the other party involved, and if they said yes, ask you know could I please have their permission to uh, to get said firearm, and if they said no, we we are required to do a search warrant to to, to take the firearm. Hmm. But you couldn't do a search warrant right then and there. You'd have to arrest him well, and leave, right? Well, you can. I mean, uh, under under our state laws, we can call a judge on the phone and wow. over the phone take an oath over the phone and say, you know, oh, hey, judge, I'm outside of a house. I see some people in there that look underage. They're drinking alcohol. They won't let me in. But you um, would never do that. Um, I've never done that. Okay. <laughs> I've never done that. In fact, uh, not long ago, I, no um, I got called to a loud noise complaint where, where there was a, a party going on inside. I knocked on the door. Someone, uh, like, fl uh, flipped open the shades. I heard, oh, F, it's the cops. And uh, then everything got silent, and I, I kept knocking on the door, and no one answered. And I just sat there, I just sat there laughing, and you know, I was like, "Hey, Barry Cooper's not here." <laughs> <laughs> and what could yeah, you so do? I mean, could you do nothing. anything in that case? He could. Nothing. No, he couldn't do anything. He didn't have I probable cause. Away. Someone said, "Oh, f." He yeah. can't do anything. And you know what? They quieted down. The neighbors were happy. And Problem I walked solved. away, and, and I really don't care. You know, yeah. as long as the neighbors are happy and nice. no one inside is getting hurt. Okay. Well, then, then, the, then, what the rules you're talking about following aren't as egregious as they sounded at first. I mean, if you don't have to go through and you know turn through people's drawers and and just trash right. the house looking for guns, there, he's, if they he give you the guns. To, wait then, a second. He does have to to follow. Uh, first off, there's it's bad. It's bad. They're bad, bad laws that say, for instance, a convicted felon can't carry a gun on his hip. Yeah, and, that's a terrible um, law. And, and Brad would have to, uh, you know, if he knew something about it, ha would 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 be obligated uh, to enforce that. No, he may not be obligated. Why not? Uh, very. As I understand it, Brad, there's very little to uh, to obligate you to enforce these laws, right? There are very few laws that are actually mandatory arrests. The, well, that is true. However, the term dereliction of duty when it comes to internal police department discipline is very broad, and it would be very easy for an administration to say you're derelict in your duty. Uh, a felon in possession of a firearm is a serious offense. You didn't do anything. What kind um, of punishment would you face for a dereliction of duty? Well, something something uh, willful, knowingly and purposefully, uh, you could be fired. Yeah, but okay, that's not that bad. I mean, you could still move on and, and get on with your life. It's not well, like you're going to a jail cell. But you'll never cell. be a cop again. Oh, no. Right. No. It's not like you're going to a jail cell. So there's no real consequences for that beyond losing No, but losing job. your job uh, without kind of warning is, is a big Oh, there'd be an investigation, right? I mean, it wouldn't be like they just ax you. There, there's always a process when it comes to these yeah. bureaucracies. So you yeah, know about it. Yeah, and this is the problem I'm in because I love my job. I love working in law enforcement. I love where I work. I love the people I work for. Um, but I, you know, the more I think about these things, that you know, and, and this is just not something that most people think about. You know, yeah, you read right. the you read you read the Constitution shall not be in French. You know, and how is me going to someone's house? You know, I arrested a gentleman um, uh, for being an armed career criminal because he had three violent felonies and he's doing ten years in state prison right now. Mm -hmm. And and he was carrying a stolen handgun. And, you know, the fact that it was stolen, that's completely separate. Pretend it wasn't stolen. You know, I still would have arrested him, and he still would have done 10 years. But how is that not a violation of his right? If, you know, if, if we're going to yeah. operate under the Constitution, why don't we amend it to say your rights shall not be infringed unless you are convicted of this? Let's keep the discussion going, Brad. Hang on if you got the time. More on the way. 800-259-9231. Conflict 
internally over crisis of conscience over uh, what one has to do to get a paycheck. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Yeah, Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we go back to Brad... On the line in New Hampshire, Brad, a law enforcement officer with a bit of an internal conflict uh, over one of the things. Well, I'm sure that you have a conflict over a few of the things they have you do uh, as as part of your duties. Uh, But the one you're talking about tonight is related to the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Uh, You're a big fan of the Second Amendment, and you swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, which is why you have a problem when you're called on to a call, perhaps a domestic violence call or something like that, where you know somebody got shoved or hit and there wasn't necessarily a gun involved in the actual crime, but you're instructed to ascertain whether there are any weapons in the immediate vicinity, in that person's household, for instance. Uh, and if so, you are instructed to confiscate them. And you're saying that that is not something that uh, that really sits very well with you, and, and you wonder what to do about it. And, and here's my suggestion. I would say that most cops have, you know, if they've had this internal conflict, have just simply resolved it by saying, well, you know, I have to do my duty and do what I have to do to get my paycheck. Right. If I really were, like the idea that guys like Bradley are out there, um, me, you know, pro-liberty guys. That me too. Are looking out for uh, the Constitution. And if you were to be uh, in a dereliction of duty in this particular way, and you were to, uh, to for instance, say you looked for the guns, uh, you, you know, glance around, didn't see any guns, okay, check that box or whatever, you know, fill out whatever form you have to. And if they somehow found out, first of all, they'd have to find out that you had derelicted your duty. So it, I don't know how they would find that out. Somebody would have to complain or it would be an internal affairs investigation or something like that. Seems uh, seems unlikely that it would actually they'd know about it. But if they did find out, then they'd have to go through a process of trying to fire you over this. And if you did actually get fired, I've actually we've actually seen stories here of bureaucrats who've been fired off the job for like a 12-month period. Yeah, a long time. And during that period, they've sued the government. They've gone back and they've said, you know, this was wrongful termination. You can't fire me over this. I was uh, upholding the Constitution by allowing this man to keep his firearms, and, you know, I'm going to fight you on this. And they came back, and they fought their uh, the, the government people, and they managed to get their jobs back I wouldn't fight him on that. No, no, no. If, if he could say, look, they discriminated against me because I'm a white guy or something like that, he might be able to get his job back. But, <laughs> but if not you go, the Constitution. Right, if you go out there and say, look, this is – I feel that it's viol- a violation. Who's tried that, though? <laughs> Who's uh, ever tried that? Who would? Are you kidding? It's the, a t- yeah, you're not going to – not going to get wrong the constitution is what the uh, what the supreme court says it is well you'd win in the court of exactly. public opinion here in new hampshire i can tell you that whether they give you the job back or not it would seem to me that uh, new hampshire uh, people in new hampshire would be all in favor of what you did i would think i don't think th- i don't think that, that many people would and if the constitution if the supreme court says that dred scott is not a free man then that's the way it is 
doesn't matter what the Constitution says. And that's the same in this situation. I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I bet you a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, that if, if, I was to, if I was to interject my opinion of this, which, you know, how can you have a differing opinion of this? this the Constitution is not supposed to be a living document. It's supposed to be applied as it's written. And the Second Amendment says, shall not be infringed. You know, there's, there's nothing else to it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite simple. What does the what does the New Hampshire Constitution have to say about it? Oh, the New I, Hampshire Constitution. I have it right here. As a matter of fact, I uh, I keep this one close to my heart. Um, actually, I thought I had it up. Basically, that uh, it, it's it's section it's Article Two A, and that everyone, every person in New Hampshire is allowed to own a gun in the carry a gun in the uh, protection of himself, his family, the uh, and the state, or something like that. But not you. Except for me, <laughs> right? And, I can't and, touch and, anything that's considered a deadly weapon, which means you can't touch pen. a single round of ammunition, Mark. If you touch a round of ammunition, you're going to federal prison. Really? And, you, Not federal. Oh, 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 you know, federal prison. If you touch a single round of ammunition, mm. it's it's, it's uh, in the Gun Control Act. But what, what's really what what is really um, lacking in common sense about this is if someone is that dangerous that you you have to prohibit them from possessing a gun. First off, all you're doing is all you're doing is prohibiting them from getting a gun uh, lawfully. And yeah. you know, I live right next to Manchester. Give me 20 minutes, I could go buy a gun. Yeah, you know, so right you know now. the right people. It's easy. Right now. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, maybe not with my haircut because you know I don't have many <laughs> hair grooming options, and I probably look, you know. Like a cop. Uh, like a cop, yeah. Um, I could put on a, a wig mullet or something. But, yeah. you know, um, it's it, the only reason Mark Edge does not own a firearm is because he is complying with that law. If 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 a felon got out of jail and wanted to hurt somebody, they're going to get a gun. They don't right. care. Sure. If someone's going to hurt somebody, it doesn't matter if they can't possess a gun anyway. It's, it's, it's the so craziest stupid. thing. The convicts that do want to hurt people, they have guns they already. They yep. will. It's they, just the good will. ones that are trying to go straight to their family. They don't. You're screwed. Yeah. So you know, I I just it, it, I wanted to bring this up to you guys because yeah, it's, it's something I was, I was thinking a lot about, and uh, it's 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 difficult. You know, I I love my job. I love being able to help people, and uh, I you know I'm not perfect, but you know I I think I do my job. Well, as, you know, as, Brad, as, we'd rather have you out there than some sadist. Yep. So uh, I, I agree, and I think that uh, probably the only answer to this, Brad, is and it, it's it's a tough, political one. Unfortunately, is, is basically that the only thing that you uh the, the only thing you can arrest somebody for is something that you see. Yeah. So. Well, don't see it. You know, and, and, and Ian, I know you, you say it's a political one, but let me tell you, with the failing of House Bill 1623, which what you've spoken about the uh, to reduce the penalties for possession of marijuana, yeah. the uh, the fact that the New Hampshire Senate killed it just it leads me down the same path that you talk about, that politics is useless, because it doesn't matter if your argument is correct. It doesn't matter if it's common sense. It, you know, it, 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 it just doesn't matter. You know, pe- these people don't care. Well, they know they what's best, care. Brad. They know what's best. They're our superiors. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we'll anyway, see what happens. I, I haven't ruled it out entirely. I've just ruled it out for myself. I'm not going to get into the political activity, but for those who are still willing to play that particular game, they may have a chance here in New Hampshire. It seems like if there is going to be a chance for politics to be a successful method for change, it will be here in New Hampshire because of the Free State Project, but I'm skeptical I love still. I the Free State Project. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm still skeptical, and I'm waiting to see what happens, but thank you for the call tonight, Brad. It's been a good hey, one. Hey, thanks, for not, inter- thanks v- for not interrupting me. Yeah, very informative. <laughs> Get out of here. 800-259-9231. <laughs>
because as far as the police are concerned, unless you've got massive civil disobedience and uh, a total transition to like a voluntary society, the only way to get the stops, or the, the cops rather, to stop arresting people for that particular thing or to stop confiscating firearms in that particular situation would be a political change. Would be a it rule, well, uh, you know, a rule change at the political either level. Either that, or you would need enough police officers to on disobey a given department. You, right. they are union. Well. Technically, right. in this state, they're not unionized, but it's hard to fire the better chunk of a department. So yeah. if they just said, we're not enforcing it's like this mass civil disobedience. Yeah. Right, but if the cops disobey and they organize it, that you don't even need a majority of people to stop enforcing that. Particular we're a long system. way yeah. away from that one. Right. Well, well, you know, the yeah. convicts are, the, uh, are an easy minority to, to go after. Nobody really right. cares about it. Who will stand up for convicts uh, except for Free Talk Live? Who would? But with the way laws are now, almost everyone's committed a crime. So if you get caught, you're a convict. Does that That's mean true. you don't have your rights back ever? 1-800-259-9231. I can tell you, getting caught and going to jail wouldn't stop me from doing what I wanted. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And, uh, by the way, those features include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. It's free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update today announcing our new high-quality cam feed that we've got going on right now at cam.freetalklive.com. We started the, the cam feed, oh, I don't know, what, six months ago or something like that? feels like it's been a while, maybe even longer than that. I don't remember how long it's been, but anyway, we had this uh, cam, and we didn't have a lot of bandwidth to stream it with, so we had to keep it a real, the window had to be real small, and some people didn't really like that, but hey, it's free, so what do you want, right? But then I decided that, eh, this is pretty cool, people are watching the cam, sometimes StickAM, this website that that uh, that we do the streaming with, StickAM.com, sometimes they feature us on their front page, so I figure. Well, it's time to step it up. Time to bump up the internet connection. Time to to move up to. It really uh, was just a postage stamp. Now it's uh. Yeah, it's it's much larger. Uh, yeah, it, a couple inches by a couple inches maybe. Right, and now we're running it in high quality mode. So not only is the screen larger, but also the frame rate is much better. So things are much more fluid. Of course, if you've got dial up, it won't matter to you. We're talking about people that actually have broadband access. If you've got broadband, you can really get a, a good look here into the studio at cam.freetalklive.com. And so you would have found that out if you're on the updates list because that's what you learn. You learn stuff like that. If you're uh, carrying around a couple extra pounds and you want to take them off, I, a, a diet that a friend of mine tried and lost uh, 30 pounds on inside of a month, and I tried and lost a couple of pounds, uh, actually about six, uh, just doing over a couple of days' time, you can find out about it at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. NotFatAnymore.com. 800-259-9231 to your phone calls. Bob in, uh, Bob in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bob. Yes, hi. Hey, Hello. what's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard um, some calls about chemtrails. I didn't hear the, the beginning of that hour, but um, a friend and I were listening with our mouths open wide. We couldn't believe what you were saying. 
Um, my impression is that none of you people believe in chemtrails. My my, uh, I don't really care. First of all, I think it's pretty pretty ludicrous. Though there have been some examples in the past of governments spraying chemicals, as you said, Mark. When we lived in Florida, they sprayed malathion all over everything, and that and everybody even knew about that one. Um, so yeah, is there a possibility I, that they could be spraying things? It's not like Ian speaks for for me either. I I would say that the possibility exists that the government's trying to control the weather. I don't think they're controlling what about our the minds. Mind? That's, that's what about ludic- poisoning you? Ludicrous stuff. Maybe just maybe the stuff that they're trying to use to control the weather might be not good for us. I'm willing to even concede that, but I, I just don't. It doesn't seem like they'd be successful, and I, you know, I'm, I'm really skeptical of the whole thing. Nick, your thoughts? Um, I think that maybe in an isolated case or two, you know, they have sprayed chemicals um, either to test weapon systems, um, test new pesticides, stuff like that. Maybe even try to do weather experiments. But as a general trend, no, I think it's ludicrous to say that they're trying to control weather patterns on a large scale. All right. Well, let me tell you what my friend and I thought. Now, I'm 57 years old, and so is he. And I mean no disrespect to you by saying what I'm about to say, but we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe you couldn't see it because because you were so young. I figure you're all in your 20s. I'm not. No? I'm uh, 37. Oh, well, you sound younger than that. Okay. But um, the point is that we all, like... Everyone I know who's, who's my age, we always say, like, the first time that we saw them was, like, 1996 or 1997, that no matter who you talk to, they always seem to say that that's when they noticed the difference. And the difference was, and I remember the first night I ever saw them. Saw them at that, night, huh? Well, it was an evening. It was evening. I mean, the sun was setting, but it, you could still see. Mm-hmm. There was just, um, uh, basically, the, the, up until that point, uh, contrails always have, a, 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 you know, what what I experienced all my life. They have a sort of a uniform uh, dis- dispensation, and it's always sort of that they turn invisible after about 20 minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whereas these chemtrails <clears throat> um, do not separate uh, in a in your uniform kind of fashion. They sort of have lumps on them. And what there's sort of been a change through, since 1997 how they apply them. But I will say this, it's like clockwork. Any time, 10 hours before we're going to get a rainstorm, they come and there's like, see where I live, there's not a lot of jet trail in this, a lot of jet traffic in the sky. You might see. Me either, but we any- do get rain. Oh, well, yeah. So we get- before we go on here, Bob, let me see if I can understand where you're coming from. Are you one of the chemtrail believers that believes it's weather modification? Do you believe it's mind control? Do you believe it's uh, that they're poisoning people? What's your story? I think they're trying to modify the, the atmosphere. But do you you For do understand purposes? that there are people out there um, that believe that the chemtrails are about mind control and about poisoning, right? Yes. Okay. So what's the purpose of modifying the atmosphere? Uh, my understanding is that it, it's one of the uses is um, over the ground radar that they that by making the atmosphere a plasma, they can use um, over the ground radar over the horizon radar. Excuse me, um, anywhere to- on the planet. Now, that's just one. I mean, I also suspect that they probably I don't claim to know a lot about radar, but what – so if you're in Montana or wherever it is you are, Pennsylvania, what do you need to have radar for exactly? What's – I mean, we we worried about the Chinese coming in, dropping bombs or something? What's what's the reason for that? Well, I think what it is is that if they were going to – let me clear my throat. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's probably the chemicals. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Um, no, I think what they're trying to do is modify the global atmosphere so that they can use this over-the-horizon over radar anywhere in the world. But be that as it may, I, I want to bring out a point before time is up. Ten hours before any rainstorm is coming through, any rain system, we, as I say, normally here at any given time, if you look in the sky, you might see two jets. When, then 10 hours before there's going to be a rainstorm coming through, all of a sudden we have like half a dozen jets just spraying the junk all over the sky. I mean, so you're saying really, that they're doing that to create rain? I'm saying that they're basically setting it up so that when the rain comes through, it disperses it somehow. So you're and saying they're doing and, it to make it so it doesn't rain? No, I'm saying that whatever, this, whatever it is that they're trying to do, they use the, the storm to spread it. To, to disperse it. Ah, okay. Now, what kind? Of, now, now, why? Why doesn't somebody who's like really interested in this? Because it seems like there's so many people that are interested in it. Why doesn't somebody actually go ahead and get in their plane and follow one of these guys, see where they go? Um, that's been attempted, but partly uh, I, I know that one of the answers is that they're pr pretty high up there. That most mm. civilian uh, craft aren't. You know, what, what what you would have available to you as a civilian probably wouldn't get up to the levels that they're I see, doing. I see. Okay, so what are you going to do about it exactly? I mean, if they are actually trying to modify the atmosphere for their radar purposes, what are you going to do about it? doesn't really sound that devious to me. Well, really, there's not much that you can... I mean, you know, you can write your congressman and, and you know... Yeah, you know, I don't bother that. with that crap. I, I, they, they certainly don't listen. Um, I've, I've written them about all kinds of things. I'll that, go through downsized D.C. That aren't as easily dismissed as uh, as chemtrails are, and I don't get any... Res I, you know, the only response I get is, thank you for writing us a letter. Mm -hmm. We're going to do whatever we want. Goodbye. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's one option. What else? What else? I really don't know, I, you know. Yeah, there's not much that the average person can do about it. I mean, you want to get, you want to get. Assuming the that it's so, and I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat skeptical. I, I just don't know what we can do about so, it. So, so you're concerned about this because it's what wasting taxpayer dollars? What's your concern here? I think it does pollute. I think that pollute. What, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been uh, some analysis. Where did those chemicals come from? They got them out of the ground, probably, right? I mean, they took right, the chemicals yeah. out of the ground. Now they're spraying them. They're going back into the ground. I'm not saying it wouldn't pollute things. I'm just saying, well, I mean, the chemicals are natural, aren't they? Well, yeah. Although it's you know what you might have in the ground might be um, in not in the in the yeah. measure that you would have. Right. You don't want concentrations now, of things. Right. Let's go back to something. I think it was Nick that was uh, talking about earlier that the the federal government's military is the biggest polluter by far. I mean, dumping all kinds of just well, nasty the federal stuff. government is yeah, and the right. military is the biggest polluter amongst the government. Right. And uh, they've never been stopped from their polluting. So odds are probably good that you're not going to ever be able to stop this if it's really actually going on. So once again, I ask. What is the purpose of all this? What is the purpose of even talking about it if you yourself don't believe anything can be done? We'll let you answer that here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Want to help support the show? Then become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh... Wait a minute, I'm lost. Amp. 
Mm. I'm all confused here. Uh, yes, AMP, you go there and you can help us get on more stations. So it's all the chemicals, the, the chemtrails. Yeah, it's confusing. Here. Uh, you can get us on more stations. You can get more Internet listeners on board with the show. Bring new people to the message of, well, we haven't been talking about liberty too much tonight. But generally, we're pretty liberty-oriented on this program. It is the show about anything, and, and that is true. You can really tonight call in. Tonight, it's about chemtrails. You can really call in and bring up anything. Well, that's what the callers have decided to do. Yeah, that's uh, what the show's about. Is talk about that. And so, uh, so, But if you like the show, help us out. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in line, chat room, forum, and more. And I should say, AMP-only call-in lines. In addition, uh, the AMP-only call-in lines are now toll-free. So that's pretty cool. There were a handful of people before that they couldn't really afford the long distance to call in, as I understood it, on on the old AMP call-in lines, which were just New Hampshire area codes. So now you have a toll-free number, and that email went out to all the amplifiers today. So you'll get access to that, too, if you AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to uh, Bob in Pennsylvania. So, Bob, just had another question for you before we move on here. I wanted to give you a chance to, to answer it because you yourself have admitted that as a believer in the, the, the chemtrail conspiracy, you don't really think anything tangible can be done about it. So what's the point of even, what's the point of even talking about it if you don't believe anything can be done? I think maybe bringing it into the mass consciousness um, and then if you could determine any kind of environmental damage that, you know, it could be fought that way. In other words, people have to be cognizant of the fact that it's a, a threat, apparently, to their health. And that right, but let, let's, I mean, I understand that certainly there is a, a segment of the population out there, and I don't know how large it is. There's a segment of the population out there that will agree with you, but there's also a segment of the population that's, that is like us. We're open-minded enough to, to listen to you, but we're going to, you know, not really take it too seriously or brush it off and move on with our lives because we'll realize there's nothing to be done about it. And then there's another segment of the population that's absolutely going to consider you a nut job, uh, a Looney Tunes, and they're going to just laugh at you. So, I mean, do you think you're really ever going to get to that critical mass that you'll need to actually have some sort of change spontaneously occur? Well, that's the $50,000 question, I guess. I, I really don't know. Good luck to you, Bob. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I think you presented the case uh, as well as anyone could. Let's go to your phone calls here on the AMP line. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hey, I just had a, uh, a comment about all the conspiracy theory stuff. Yes, sir. And now, I think it doesn't really, like you've been saying, it doesn't really matter whether it's true or not. And I just wanted to say you know, something to kind of clarify what I think you've been you've been saying about it. Okay, what does it tell us? The government is bad. We understand that. Sure. So what extent will the government go to? They will kill you. What do you do? Oppose the government. Right. You don't have to talk about all these you know mysterious, shadowy conspiracies to know this stuff. I'm with you completely. You I, I agree. And um, the the more you know the the the, the 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 more mysterious and the more shadowy the conspiracy is, the more likely people are to write you off as a nut. And what I can show you is that the government is a violent organization full of. 
people that are willing to do whatever it is in, that they feel like doing in order to keep power and to enslave you and to take your money away the from you. The first story I was do it easily. The first story tonight was an example of exactly that. The guy right. who was, uh, gave a girl a ride and got his uh, car stolen from him by the cops for operating an illegal taxi. Right. We don't have to, yeah. we don't have to go into the realm of uh, crack pottery and, and uh, you know, right. what, uh, or fiction or whatever it is that uh, people may label uh, chemtrails. We can talk about real facts that everyone can get. Sure, and we're striking at the root as well. It's not that we bring up the taxi story to say, well, we need to change these laws. We need to make sure we get in there and change these laws so anybody can go out and drive taxis if they want to drive a taxi. No, the root of the issue is government control and regulation. The issue is government regulating anything whatsoever, and actually the real issue is government itself. And that's what, that's what I like to try to strike out on this program, and, the, and it's exactly what you were saying, Dan. If people want to oppose the evil things they see government doing, whatever evil it is, if they want to oppose it, they have to oppose the concept of government. There's no amount of people that you can elect to governmental positions that's going to uh, significantly reform the way government operates. It's Absolutely. part of how government does its business is that it threatens people. And that it uses force. And that's what needs to be opposed. But the people that are promoting the chemtrail conspiracy or the 9-11 thing or, J you know, JFK or, you know, fill in the blank, Bilderbergers, whatever, the people promoting that are not promoting anything significant as far as striking at a root. They're just, you know, they're hacking at the branches and, you know, at best, they're calling for change to government. That's all. That's all most of them call for. We've actually talked to them on the air where they've said things like, well, we just need to elect good government. Oh, you don't get it, do you? It, it wasn't good government in place when JFK was in office? I mean, he was the Democrat, right? Any other thoughts, didn't, Dan? Didn't good, did good government get us into uh, uh, Vietnam? L, LBJ was a Democrat, right? How about Korea? I don't yeah. know. Uh, you're you're text, te testing. Well, well, I think well, it was Eisenhower. For that matter, Wilson, isn't he a hero? Yeah, it's it just it, it's it's a mess. The fact is you can't trust government, period. Exactly. So, exactly. And you don't need conspiracy theory to prove that. That is yeah, easily that, that provable. That's my point, yeah. Any other thoughts, Dan? Well, yeah. I mentioned that the question is, you know, once once we've established and agree that we need to oppose the government, the question is how. And uh, I don't know uh, how much time I have to go into this, but how, how familiar are you with the concept of agorism? Agorism? Agorism, yes. I, uh, agorism. I like the idea. Why don't you explain what it is? Go ahead. Basically, it's the idea that uh, the government's monetary system is inherently self-cannibalizing mm -hmm. because, well, you know, their secret weapon is they can create money, but that weakens their own money supply. So the idea is if you use barter currency, you know, gold and silver, like the Liberty Dollar and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and try to move all of your economic activity or as much as possible outside of the mainstream economy, not only are you not taxed and not regulated and not inflated, but you're starving the beast. Every time you make a trade and the government doesn't get a piece of it, you're that much freer and the government starves just a little bit more. Yeah, the, uh, the idea of agorism is that people operate as much as possible outside of the system, if you will, or fully in the marketplace, yeah. whether that be black market activity or under-the-table activity, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. The idea is to operate as much as possible outside of the purview of the system and encourage others to do the same so that eventually things shift to outside of the system right. as opposed to inside now, of it. I, and, and here's a problem I have with it. It costs money. Um, 
Um, it, it's not a cheap. It's it's not a cheap alternative. It's not a poor man's game. If I were to say want to get paid uh, by Ian in in uh, gold and silver, then he would have to you know buy the gold and silver, which there's premium on. I mean, you know, you don't get you, you don't get coined gold and silver for free, and then. Either I would have to pay that premium, or I may not accept from him the. You know, you're giving me an ounce of silver. Well, I'm looking today on the, uh, uh, you know, the the charts here, and it looks like an ounce of silver is worth seventeen dollars and ten cents. That's what you can pay me at. So then there's that difficulty trying to figure out what the premium's worth, and then, you know, if I've got to pay my bills, I've got to transfer that uh, silver into. Uh, Federal Reserve notes, and then transfer those into like money, um, and, and put them in a bank, money which orders, th- therefore just uh, you know s- serves the banks, or I put them in money orders and that kind of thing. So that's going to cost. It costs money every time you do uh, money changing. All you have to do is take hundred dollars and start switching it from uh, United States dollars to Canadian dollars to British sterling to uh, euros to drachma to uh, yen and yen and all that. Mark, other stuff. no one ever said this would be easy. You have no money. No one ever costs money. No one ever said this would be easy. At this point, you know, it's only going to sell to people who, you know, to whom liberty is more important than, you know, the, the comfortable prison cage. So, you know, right now you can sell it to a libertarian and say, hey, you can do this right now and not get taxed to that extent. As it builds, as it builds infrastructure and as more and more capital gets invested into it, then you're going to start to see black and gray market, or we call it counter-economic um, Farms, there's already counter-economic farms in my area, in fact. You know, people accept gold and silver. And, you know, then finally medicine, protection, eventually. That's the goal. Right, and eventually, it will be, eventually the marketplace right. will, uh, will create alternatives to the government's coercive models, and people will voluntarily choose those alternatives. No, I like it, it, it yeah. but it doesn't sound easy. Well, no, oh, hell no. but you just have oh, to get no, to the point easy. where everyone's trading in alternate currencies, and if you have silver, you can pay me in silver, and there's no exchange. The exchange problem you're talking about is a real one, but once enough people do it, you don't have that problem anymore because silver is money. It's a cool philosophy. Agorism. Uh, you can go to, what, agorism.info. Is that one of the good sites, Dan? That's correct. All right. Very good, sir. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Sorry to uh, Mike and Tony who are hanging on. If you were on hold, we didn't get to you. Just call back tomorrow night, and we'll talk to you about whatever you want. It has been Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.